1: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House.
0: Let's do this, Josh. To set the tone, I haven't talked to you for a while and I and I love talking ball with you. I'm very happy to be back here talking ball with you. So would you rather be the Broncos, excuse me, be the Buffalo Bills and lose on having 12 men on the field? for a missed field goal just for them to get another opportunity and nail the field goal or would you rather be first place in fantasy and then lose 157 to 85 to also relinquish first place in said fantasy league which fate do you think is worse
1: damn that's rough i think i think the way they <laughs> lost it right you you kind of they missed the the missed the field goal you got so excited and then there was 12 guys on the field and um they ended up losing then. So I think that might be worse, but um
0: yeah, I see what you're saying, Jake. So yeah, we'll have to figure something out, Joshua. You're going to have to load up some Rocket League. I wonder if we can try to do a little call to action on Twitter. Maybe we can get some people to join us and we'll just do some like some chaos, get like eight people in there, even some sort of round robin type thing. That way, I mean, me me and you playing, I don't like solos. Rocket League it's a team sport and you need a team to play together. So we we'll, we'll we'll cook up something where I think we could have some fun with that in the future.
1: Can we just team up and go against other people, or can't you do that? Isn't yeah, it that easy?
0: Yeah, we, we could do that. We didn't say, uh, man. This if we were still the sider, we could just do face the sider. But yeah, what we'll do is we'll we'll pick a night where we both log on to Rocket League, and if anyone wants to play us, uh, uh, they could play us, and we'll just kind of do that. Does that work?
1: Done. Make it I, happen.
0: Love it, love it. But Send man, it Joshua, the Dolphins did not play this week, but talk about an excellent, excellent excellent weekend of football the afc east had every standalone game monday it started with the patriots benching mac jones in a 10 to 6 loss to gardner Minshew and the colts in germany and then we ended sunday with a glorious raiders 16 to 12 win over the new york jets where zach wilson threw for a whopping 263 yards in an interception and then josh we just mentioned it that denver broncos versus the buffalo bills game the bills fall to five and five with a cupcake loss to the denver broncos 24 to 22 at home in prime time talk about a weekend man the chargers lost by three to the lions the Bengals lost to the texans cj stroud looks absolutely awesome i'm getting super ahead of myself man let's talk about the afc east and what happened this week uh where would you like to begin
1: I think what's crazy is just thinking about how mighty the AFC East has fallen, right? I mean, coming into the season, we were thinking that this Good was going to be one of the most competitive divisions, and not to say it's not because it still is, but oh, my God, man, the Buffalo Bills do not look themselves. The You mentioned the um, New England Patriots fell flat on their face, and we're kind of expecting the Jets to continue that plummet. So um, to me, it has to be last night. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch the game. I fell asleep because I have three kids, so I didn't make it through that one. But when I woke up and saw that it was 24-22 – I got so excited, and this morning I even went and wrote a quick article showing some of the reactions because my favorite thing had to be Kyle Brandt, who, you know, he's kind of a closet Buffalo Bills fan, but he talks a lot of crap to the Miami Dolphins, you know, their fan base. You know, we all saw the rant he went on when the Dolphins lost. You know, you're not who you say you are, and I don't think Dolphins have really pumped themselves up. Yeah, but he looks so defeated, man. You, You can just see it in his face, you know, how elated he was when that kick went through, and then you just see Peyton and even Eli's like, oh, what? 12 men on the field why would you do that and then he just comes out and nails it so fitting loss for the Buffalo Bills and I just don't know where they go from here because um I don't think their schedule gets any easier right Jake I think I wrote it down on the Finn they have the, hardest, the Dolphins I, I think I'm, yeah they play the Jets which the Jets are division games that are pretty back and forth then the Eagles then they have a bye then the Chiefs the Cowboys the Chargers the Patriots and then the end of season against the Dolphins so Um, man, the bills are five and five and I don't think any of their fans or Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, any of them really thought they'd be in that situation right now. I mean, they just fired Ken Dorsey. I mean, it's, um, like you mentioned, man, the perfect bye week if you're a Dolphins fan.
0: You know, maybe the bills should have used motion to get that 12th player off the field. That is just so crazy that a special teams play. And I don't know if you saw this man, but Josh Allen, it's so funny that every year since 2018, he has led the league in interceptions. He has been, he goes through stretches. I cannot figure out Josh Allen because I think he's a freak of nature. He's an excellent quarterback, but man, it's like he goes to to the 10th degree in terms of like the occasional uh, just throw to the linebackers gut. It just seems like Josh Allen is doing that on purpose two to three times a game. And it's just very weird to see the situation they're in. Would you think of them firing Ken Dorsey? Because a lot of the the analytical community came out and said, I mean, the bills are first and like EPA per play, and all these different stats that kind of showed like, hey, these guys aren't converting on the field. There are some miscues, specifically Josh Allen, but the offense is doing what it's supposed to. It shouldn't necessarily fall on his lap.
1: No, not at all. And I, I do laugh at some of those things, you know, expected points or expected yards. It's like it, it didn't happen. It doesn't matter that it was expected. But for me, I think it's just a scapegoat, right? This is probably Sean McDermott. I mean, he's one of the better head coaches in he football, one of the better Twitter. defensive. Yeah. Just knee I mean, Just, just, just it
0: was like, I got to do something
1: knee jerk had to do something and you wonder if his job is in jeopardy I mean at some point you have to realize that that was your window and if you know you feel like you've almost passed that I mean we all see Stefan Diggs brother out there right on Twitter he's just saying how you know uh, I guess Josh Allen yeah Josh Allen wasn't anything until uh, Stefan came to town so it's just crazy that's all imploding but um, again it's just the perfect result when you're the Dolphins you know kind of having that sour taste in your mouth for two weeks losing to the Chiefs I mean it's not that bad right it can always be worse and we're seeing that um, with our stepbrothers in the AFC
0: East. So the Dolphins play five of their final eight games at home. They're already 4-0 and at home. They're the only team that is undefeated at home so far this year. So there is a lot to like about the uh, second half of the season. But could you imagine that, man? Everything's going wrong, and then you got these outside distractions like uh, uh, brothers and family getting involved, where it's not going to make things better. Like, this is something you need to handle in-house, and you got to figure out – I mean – Whenever the Dolphins struggled, whenever the Dolphins hit rocks, hit hit this hit these bumpy spots, Tyree Kill has never done anything like this. He's stood by his guys, and I think that's so important. And when you're a team like Buffalo, right? I don't think you can really go through a list of how many teams fire their offensive coordinator and decide, all right, let's go win a Super Bowl. But in a situation where you really need to come together with one of the harder schedules left. That that stuff cannot be happening like even if after this year you know you want to trade stefan Diggs, you want to you know have a complete makeover and, and even like wipe out the entire coaching staff who knows you you still have a shot this year like i don't think anyone would be surprised if the bills somehow like overcame the hardest schedule in the nfl and made the playoffs and then won a game or two nobody would be surprised by that at all but i mean these outside factors just piling on just seem to hurt and hurt and hurt
1: Yeah, I mean, it's football. That's the same way I felt coming into this. I mean, it's fun to see Dolphins Twitter taking a victory lap, everybody talking crap, but this just proves how the NFL, you know, with the drop of a hat, it can be so different. I mean, Ken Dorsey last, you know, a couple months ago was probably a finalist or, you know, a front runner for some head coaching gigs. And now you're hearing he's, you know, packing his bags. I I saw a meme where, Uh, They were saying he looks like Peter Parker, basically, before he got bit by the spider. And I was just dying um, thinking about that picture. But, um, again, it could not happen to a better fan base. And um, we remember when we were at this point. So um, it just shows you how quickly the league can change and um, enjoy, you know, where we're sitting right now. Because, again, six and three coming out of a bye. We got, um, I got it written down here, the Raiders. Then we're at home, like you mentioned, Jets away at the Commanders. We have the Titans, the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. I mean, they have some home games that they can win. I think five of the last seven are home games. I had it all butchered on the site. So hopefully no one was relying on that. But um, yeah, man, the Dolphins are in prime position right now and cannot um, be more excited for the Buffalo Bills to be imploding.
0: From one team that has negative distractions off the field, Josh, I want to get your thoughts about a distraction who I think is actually being uh, carried on a stick for a certain team. And that's Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. If you told me two weeks ago, that um, the Jets would kind of be figuring things out, I, I wouldn't be able to believe it. And honestly, when they won three games in a row—the Broncos, Eagles, and Giants—I was getting a little concerned. Is this defense that great? Where they can win with someone like Zach Wilson? And then they scored six points against the Chargers and twelve points against the Raiders, and I—I I completely threw that um, that thought process out the window. But Josh, Aaron Rodgers supposedly tore his Achilles on like the second play of the season. It really like. People are saying, like, he'll be back in December. He's saying he'll be back in December. It just sounds so unrealistic that, one, I think the most realistic conspiracy theory that's ever come near Aaron Rodgers' camp is that maybe he had a different injury, and they're they're just keeping and saying Achilles. But if it is the Achilles, which I kind of assume it is, I think Aaron Rodgers is being, like, that carry-on-a-stick for this team, just saying, hey, guys, I'm coming, I'm coming, just because, like, otherwise, like, the, the morale would... Plummet so low, where I think if you're Rogers and you still need to be a leader, you're getting paid so much money. You come to this new franchise where you want to be seen as the guy. I wonder if you know Rogers if it is the Achilles. I don't think he's going to be back, and I I kind of see them just kind of relying on hope to get through the season.
1: Yeah, carrot on the stick. That's the perfect way to put it. I just can't get that image out of my head now. That's exactly what they're doing. I don't think he's going to come back at all. Right? He does the holistic stuff. I think he does like this modern stuff, his own way of going about rehab, but there's no way he's going to be back from that Achilles. So it might just be giving them hope, but um, you know, I I sit here and I want to say that we shouldn't really um, worry about the Jets, but you mentioned it, man. At one point you thought their defense might be enough to overcome some of those um, difficulties on the offensive side of the football. So um, we know it's going to be a tough matchup, right? The first black Friday game um, there at Meadowlands. I mean, I'm saying that and I don't know that I feel that way, but it, they, these division games go either way and they do have a very good defense. Robert sell is very familiar with uh, Mike McDaniel, but I mean, they're pretty close to having that final nail put in their coffin. And, and, you know, you can say the same thing about the Patriots. I mean, who would have thought Mac Jones and, you know, they brought in uh, bill O'Brien. You thought the offense might be a little bit better. They signed Mike a I mean, you kind of feel bad for him, right? He, he's not getting a gritty at all there in new England. So um, they're absolutely. Yeah. So, so I feel so bad. They're, they're at rock bottom. And it just, uh, again, this is a Dolphins chance, man. I just can't, um, we can sit here and talk about what the rest of the division has not been able to do. But right now, man, it's time for the Dolphins to do what they have to do and what they haven't been able to do for so many years. So um, prime position. I'm, I'm getting really excited and a little bit ahead of myself for sure.
0: Did you see the Patriots master the fake spike? I think that was the best part. <laughs> Bailey Zappi tried a fake spike at the end of the game and just hooked it right at a Colts defender. It was the coolest the coolest play of all time. And Josh, going back to last year in that Raiders game the Patriots had where, uh, who was it? I think it was Jacoby Myers gunned the ball and Chandler Jones ended up bringing it the other way for a touchdown. I cannot believe how far the Patriots have fallen and how just uh, in disarray their entire team seems to be. So that man has been an absolute blast to watch. And I'm enjoying every second of it, every second of Powdy Mac Jones' face, um, every second of the fact that this team wants to trot out a quarterback that they cut. And 31 other teams said, nah, we don't want to sign him on waivers, just so they could re-sign him. I'm telling you right now, if Bailey Zappi, if his name was like Tyler Thigpen, he wouldn't be in the league right now. There is absolutely no way. So I'm really interested to see how that team kind of moves forward. But man, what a week to be a Dolphins fan. Mastered the test. You didn't go to class. Uh, Any any final thoughts here on the week? I mean, you you lost. You're in shambles. I get that. But I mean, overall, you got to be feeling kind of good
1: yeah i'm I'm six and four so in fantasy it could be worse um but for a bye week again i mean i felt coming into it i was all pessimistic head down no moral victories but i feel like you know you came out of this bye week looking pretty good and hopefully they're healthy and they're ready to go so um i and no no further comment other than finish this thing off miami do what you got to do mike mcdaniel do what you got to do to a uh, tyreek hill and win the afc east and make some noise in the playoffs because it's been way too long